You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right, welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back. Thank you for tuning in to episode 246. Uh, just a few announcements and shout outs before uh, I introduce today's guest. Uh, number one, uh, make sure you follow the feedback everywhere on social media. Uh, we have a YouTube channel in case you didn't know. So I'm, I've caught up a little bit. I got, I got some videos up of the full episodes. Go back to the archives. I uh, just had uh, Jared Nathan and Jason Rouse on the show. Uh, Max Isaacson was on too. So go back and check it out it's on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's on there. Leave me a review. If you have iTunes, it really helps. Five stars is good too. I'll take it. Uh, number two, make sure you follow Hip Hop Bingo uh, on Instagram. It's coming up on April 10th, Sunday, 4 to 7 at Native Hostel. The RSVP link is not out yet, but make sure you follow. And by the way, it's called, the theme is Ladies Edition. We've done ladies edition before. It's always the, the one that, you know, people go crazy over. So it will sell out. So don't wait. As soon as I put up the Eventbrite, make sure you get your tickets. Uh, so follow at hip hop bingo on Instagram. Now, a couple shout outs. Just South by. I hope you had a good South by. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give some shout outs for South by because I used to do South by hardcore back in the day. This, this week. Uh, I couldn't because I had my son all week, but I had Thursday off and um, I went over to Native to uh, the Bassett Barbecue, which is, uh, you know, by um, Scratch Bastard. Yeah, because yeah. Paul, Paul Smith is Paul, Paul Smith and CK Chin pretty much run the shit. Yeah. Like they, they'll have, oh yeah, Z Trip's coming. Oh yeah, Quest Love is here. Oh yeah, TI showed up. Yeah. You know, so they had a whole lineup throughout the week, the, the music week from like Wednesday all the way to Sunday or something. And, uh, just going there that one day, you know, checking out DJs, shout out to Scratch Bastard, uh, shout out to DJ Ease, uh, Buck Rogers. Uh, just blaze. Uh, who else was out there? Just blaze. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jazzy Jeff. Uh, was there? Uh, I'm missing a bunch, but oh, Nicknack. Uh, Nicknack, who's been on the show before. Go to the archive, look him up. Local DJ, dope dude, dope music. But shout out to Paul Smear. Shout out to Twelve Rivers for putting that on. It was really great to see a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, so it felt like a reunion. It was yeah, always like yeah. reunion things. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's because of COVID, you haven't seen people in a that long time. Like South by. That felt like what in the entire South by was because South by had been gone for two years. Yeah. You know? But I was like, I was out that one day and yeah, I got, yeah. I ran into people you just like, ran into everybody. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So without further ado, uh, let me introduce the, our guest for today. Yeah. Jordan McDonald's in the house. The yes, black sir. unicorns in the building. Gang, gang. You know the vibes. <laughs> unicorn gang all day. Unicorn gang? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> unicorn gang. I have to ask, like, what is it about the unicorn thing? Okay, so unicorn is actually an acronym. It's spelled U-N-I-X-O-R-N. And it's... Then, wait, what? It's X? A, it's, oh, yeah, it's an X. That's how yeah, it is in your X. Instagram. That's right. C, yeah, seven C. It's spelled with an X. U-N-I-X-O-R-N. And it's an acronym for uniquely never imitating extra or redundant nonsense. That's a long ass t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unicorns. That's why we just shortened it down to unicorns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and so what it means is it's pretty much my, my branding for myself. Uh, and to be a unicorn is to, com- to be completely your own unique self. Everybody else is already taken. So there's no reason to emulate anybody. 
Like, uh, get rid of the nonsense, the the naysayers, and just do your own thing and rock out. Do you have merch? Uh, I just got my logo done, and so I'm working on merch right now. Uh, I is, just that, got, is that the one with you on the unicorn? Yeah, me on the back of the unicorn. Like Mr. T style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, <laughs> okay. With the uh, with the uh, the blunt in hand. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, of course. The sword in the sheath. Uh, my crystals. Actually, I'm getting uh, an alternate version with the crown on my head uh, sent over to me okay. this week. So, yeah, so that's uh, my official logo. I just got finished probably two weeks ago. Uh, and so merch will be coming very soon. Very soon. I'm working on merch right now. I'm saying I, 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 I 100% endorse uh, the sentiment Word. in the sense that eh, be unique. We've talked about this on this yeah. podcast many times, but... I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why you want to sound, look, walk, talk like someone else. Yeah, like I don't, everybody I don't else get is that already shit. taken, and there's no reason to emulate anybody because, like, my one of my favorite artists is Kid Cudi, and really, it, yeah. One time in an interview, he said that you know everybody's trying to be different, everybody's trying to be unique, but the key to being different and unique and like nobody else is just to completely be yourself because there's only one you, and. After hearing that, I just kind of took that and ran with it and, you know, sat down and figured out, all right, who am I really, you know, to the core? What uh-huh. do I like? What do, what do I dislike? What represents me? What do I, you know, want to be representative of to the world? Um, and, yeah, when you see a unicorn, you're just like, yo, that's a unicorn. Well, you don't see a unicorn. When, but when you <laughs> see a unicorn, you know you see a unicorn, you no, know? No, so, you know, I, yeah. I get it. I, I, I get it. And that's why I remember the first time I saw you, I think it was, well, the first time we talked was at that mic that was on San Jacinto, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last that summer? Was, was it last summer? Yeah, it was last summer when I got here. I met you in July. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. You were the first right. uh, people that I met when I moved uh, that's to right. Austin. That's right. And I was like, yeah, this motherfucker different. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. No, no, no <laughs> not a little bit, man. You robbed the thrift store. <laughs> yeah. You fucking okay, went to okay, a thrift okay, store okay, and like, okay. I'm going to spend my entire paycheck I don't care what it looks like. Yeah, the colors, I the patterns. brand new clothes in years. Like all my stuff is thrifted. But I've been going to the thrift store since I was a child. We were poor growing up. So I've been shopping at the thrift store since I was a baby, baby. Hey, man. You, yeah, but you, the do best it, of you, it. you do it so much that you, you start to figure out, you know, little tricks of the trade. And you start to figure out how to find nicer clothes. Um, yeah, there's an art to it. Oh, yeah. There, there's I, I've art. never done it, but I know people who do. Yeah. No, like Doug Stanhope. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where it shops. Yeah, like you'll you'll find some. You crazy gotta have outfits. an eye for it. You gotta know where to look. You gotta know which which thrift stores to shop at to what when they. I mean, Goodwill is that high up? Yeah, Goodwill, but you know, Goodwill in a nice neighborhood. Oh, yeah, I'm there's a difference. Game, yeah, you go, yeah, because <laughs> you got to think if a Goodwill is in a closer to a nicer neighborhood or in a nicer neighborhood, a more expensive side of town, the people that are donating there are donating more expensive clothes. If you go to a poorer side of town, who's donating? Rich people's nannies. Oh, true. Rich people's assistants and yeah. stuff like that. Because, like, when I lived in L.A., I used to go to the Goodwill that was three blocks away from Beverly Hills. Mm. I was getting $200 coats and $200 boots for 12 bucks a pop and stuff like that. Shit. Yeah. A, yeah so when I, when I travel and I go to a different city, uh-huh. I 90% of the time I go to a Goodwill that's in the city and find something in, like, a nicer neighborhood at a Goodwill, get it for the low, and because I had, bro, this is like a hundred and fifty dollar jacket I got for fifteen bucks. Shit. Yeah, yeah. You gotta know how to look. Do you? Somebody wrote a book on it. Is there some I, guy I from YouTube? Some yo, YouTube I, channel? I could probably write a book on it. Yo, yo. I'm what my pops you. used to do back in the days, my pops, uh, he worked in corporate America, and so what he would do is he would go to Goodwills in nicer neighborhoods and go and find suits. He would get like 
thousand dollar, two thousand dollar suits that were donated, uh-huh. and then he would go and take them to the tailor, get them tailored to his uh to fit him. Right. And now he's pretty much got a tailored suit, thousand dollar suit that he got for fifty bucks. Wow. Yeah. My my mom used to like we wear shitty ass clothes. No, no, no. I don't say shitty. Yeah. No, she she had a thing where she would put the clothes out the night before. Mm-hmm. Did your parents do that? Uh, well, well my, an African my, thing? my mom would tell us to do that for school so we wouldn't miss the school bus. Like put our clothes out the night before. But you couldn't change the clothes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would get in trouble because she'd be like, she's all like color coordinated. Me yeah. and my brother. <laughs> like I ought to have the, 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 the purple and Ninja Turtle. Yeah, yeah. Little, uh, uh, sweater and the pants and my brother had the green one and she put it out on on our chairs and then you go switch it out yeah like, like no yeah. i'm wearing jeans yeah, like, wearing- <laughs> how and I, get, I come back from school that day and i get in trouble for switching like, yo, how dare you you don't know what that's funny we we our thing was yo don't go outside in your school clothes once you get home you put oh your yeah you got play clothes yeah you play clothes you're gonna get beat if you man <laughs> yes go outside in your nice school clothes no Yo, man. Because you only get school clothes once a year. Like, we would only get school clothes, like, right before school would start in the yep. summer, you know? And then that's your school clothes for the rest of the year. Then you don't get those dirty. You keep those clean. You, the you remember year. the day, like, the first day of school and you walk in with fresh clothes? Oh, yeah. Boy, <laughs> what? What? You walk in slow motion. Yeah, the, that first week, you got to oh, just let everybody see the drip. You gotta yeah, let everybody you're see walking the drip. slow. <laughs> like, the whole, like, heel to toe, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> You like, taking step backs and stuff. You taking step backs, turning, doing we, slow motion turns, big dramatic turns we, and stuff. We've, we've all been there. What was that? What was? That? <laughs> Are you talking to me? Are you, you talking, talking to me? Talking to me. I see Hold you on, over there. Yeah. Oh, oh, someone in the back trying to holler. And just, or you go to the uh, to the uh, pencil sharpener. You go to the pencil sharpener <laughs> so everybody can see the fit. You know, you sharpen your pencil real long, real slow. <laughs> now, you be you be the 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 first one at recess. Like you run out, you run out this oh, yeah, class. Yeah, the first yeah, time yeah. Reason, everybody can see you on their way out to, to the playground. <laughs> but you don't want to get your school jeans dirty though, because your mom whoop your ass. <laughs> that is true. Yo. That is true. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> no, but it, it's uh, who who that um, Zach Bogus. You know yeah, Zach, right? that's my guy. Yeah, Zach that's is another guy. guy that like has Super a good fresh. sense of style. Yeah, he has he, a dope style. Because he told me he was on a podcast and he told me he used to. Used to be a personal shopper. Word. Like he I would, bet that trains your eye for good clothing. Hell yeah. I mean I don't I don't care that much because now I'm like, if I see some dope, like I, I, I walk into a store, a yeah. store, and it has to catch me. Yeah. I don't look for shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I walk around. See, that's why I like Goodwill. You gotta look for stuff. Yeah, but it has to hit me. Yeah. And then if I like it, I'm like, okay, let me find three of these, three or four of these different colors. Yeah. And that's what I'll be rocking for, I don't know, three, four years. See, right? Oh, damn, that's crazy to me. Yeah, like for me, man, like I, that's just one of my things. I just feel like I'm supposed to be thrifting for stuff. But um, do you go with a mission? Like I'm finding a shirt. No, man, I, I, I usually just, today. because. It's Tuesday. I got pants today. <laughs> no, because like, because most thrift stores, most Goodwills. 95% of the stuff in there is complete garbage that you're not going to want at all. Right. But then there's that 5% that's just complete treasure that you got to search for. So it's like a treasure hunt. So and once you find it, you're like, yo, I can't believe I just found this because one, you're really not going to see anybody else wearing that thing that you just found in right. this random thrift shop in Denver or in Austin or whatever, you know. But you make a day out of it. Uh, Yeah, you know, like an hour, 
two hours. Like I don't, I, I don't spend like a crazy amount of time searching for stuff. Like if I don't see it, I don't see it. You know? Right. Like so I, you can, you can get go home without buying anything. Yeah, yeah. I can go home without buying. Anything I see. You no, know, I, 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 I go with a. I need pants, but the pants got to hit me. Yeah. Me well, it's like it. I felt bad when I walk away from the mall. Yeah, I like, just fuck. need the sauce, bro. I just need the sauce, and so, <laughs> you know, like. Because because I I don't want to dress like anybody else, and so that's why I don't dress at like normal. Like I haven't bought brand new clothes in so long because you go to H and M and there's thirty copies of this shirt, and that's see, I do that just different colors, man. That's thirty. See, and that's but that's that's lazy shopping. I, hey, yeah, I own see, it. I, yeah, 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 I own yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I, I have. I don't care if you see me with the red one on Tuesday. You might see me with the gray yeah. one on Friday. No, I gotta I, I gotta I switch care. it up all. Like people think like I have, and I do have like a lot of clothes, but people. I always think I've never seen you wear the same thing twice. Like, no, you have. It's just Give it like, a week. I, I, I switch stuff up. You know what I'm saying? I switch up layers. It's all about layering, dog. You but, know? but you know what I noticed too is that a lot of people don't accessorize. No, it's all about the accessories. Bro. Seriously, I mean, it's I like feel naked without my accessories. I gotta have rings and and. Do you switch those up too? Yeah. Uh, well, no, not really. It depends. So I have I have so many necklaces, but I generally like wear the same ones for an X amount of time, and then maybe I'll take one off and replace something. Oh, okay. Something else, but they're like my my jewelry is generally stays the same. Yeah, same here. I mean, yeah. for the, those the who know me, who met me, this this necklace has been around my neck since I was nine years old. So. Yeah, not this one. This is my fourth one. But uh, uh, it's the watch, the back bracelet, and yeah. the necklace. Yeah. No matter what I'm wearing. See, I need the necklaces at all times. Like these never leave my body. Um, I wear my rings in public. Like, uh-huh. When I'm at the crib, I don't got my rings on. Uh, but I wear my rings in public, and then I always got my bracelets on and gold watch. You get complimented a lot, you think? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I do. Like just random people on the str- on on all the bus the time. all the time. It's cool. Like it's yeah, you own it. It's, it's yeah, it's pleasant. It's very pleasant. Like it's cool that people uh, like see me and feel obligated to say something, you know, nice and positive. Too. But you do it for yourself, not for them. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It's, I like it's to be fly. Me. Yeah, I like to be fly. Like I like material. I like designs. I like colors and stuff. And I like to stuff that stands out, or whatever. And well, how how was your South by South by was incredible for me. That was I, your first one, right? Uh, no, man. Oh, you lived in Austin before you. Told yeah, me. so yeah, that's right. this was probably I've been going to South by since 2013. Okay, uh, that's when it started. I think. That that was the year that, that accident was, happened. That was the last year it was like underground dope. Yeah, yeah. still underground and dope. 2014 it became way too commercial and then it was hard to get into stuff for free and you Remember the the there was the Cheetos the giant Cheetos vending machine? Yes. Yes. I was it that year? That was the year that the, the dude ran over people at, yeah, uh, the, on uh, Red River. On Red River. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, was 2013. Yeah. yeah. That was the last that, that was probably like the mark of All right. They, yeah. the, the the city probably felt like okay we have to switch stuff up yeah when yeah. you when you slow things down it's but this year felt cool because it had been gone for two years so right. I felt like this year was kind of like a more nostalgic feeling South by Southwest mm-hmm. because it had been gone away for so long and I feel like Austin I feel like the city of Austin missed having South by. Oh, by uh, two billion dollars yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really missed yeah. that shit. And, and I mean I'm so happy that it's over with because I've. I have barely slept this past week at all, uh, just because it's been so wild and I've been going in every direction. That's what it is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this South by was rad though. This South by was so much fun. It was it was cool to do comedy 
um, at South by this year on at different events. And you got private gigs too? Yeah, uh, yeah. I got. Uh, I did a private gig with this tech company called Eagle. They're a new app. And Always an app. Yeah, yeah. New <laughs> it's app. Always a fucking app. Uh, but their office building is right on Sixth Street, um, a block up from or two blocks up from Vulcan. Okay. Right next to Voodoo Donuts. Okay. Uh, it looks like some shitty like building, but then you go inside and it's just a super fancy nice, shit. Yeah, yeah. Fancy, fancy office building. And yeah, with, uh, me and the homies did a private gig there and rocked out. And man, it was it was fucking dope. And then uh, one of my close friends, Ricky Castillo, he produced a, a South by show at Happy Clouds. Mm-hmm. Um, and that felt like a family reunion type show, uh, which was quite a scene of a lot of people I hadn't seen in 10 years, 10 plus years. A lot of people that didn't even know that I was doing comedy uh, got to see me, you know, do like a cool 15 uh, minute set for the first time ever and rocked it out. That was your first 15 minutes? Oh, no, no. That was like their first oh, time. Their first, yeah, that oh, was like their first. No, 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 no. I've, I've been I've been doing this, dog. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Yeah, yeah, God yeah. damn. Shit, yeah, no, 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 just, no, no. I didn't mean to insult you yeah, with 15 no, minutes. Yeah, no, none taken. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, it, was, it was cool that, you know, I, a lot of people that hadn't seen me do comedy um, yet got to see me do comedy. Uh, networked a lot. Got to meet a lot of new people. The, the Eagle uh, app people loved... Uh, us and want us to come and shoot stuff in there because they have like some studio space in their offices and you want to produce a show there don't uh, they want us to yeah they want us to uh like do a pod some podcast stuff and they want to have like a more consistent comedy type events man, going on this, there. i like that you yeah know what? It, it's it's i like it when there are people who just love the art that yeah. actually produce the shit instead of people who who just and it just to gain from it. Yeah. And then produced it on those shit. Yeah, it was, cool. just it, was like, it was such a last minute type event too. One of my really good friends, he called me up and he was and I had I didn't want to go out this night because I was I was tired from South. I was like, yo, I need a break. Mm-hmm. I have a busy weekend. I'm just gonna chill tonight. And then he called me and he said, Yo, I'm putting together this uh last minute comedy event. I want you to come and do twenty minutes. Uh, you know, can you help me get some comics together and we'll do this event? And there's probably like sixty people. In there. That's all you and, need. Yeah, it was sixty people in a small, tight room. It was intimate, and it was it was rock and roll, man. It was fun. What was? Did you uh, did you run into anybody famous during South by? Was Saul? Yeah, man. So my my day job my day job I valley park at uh, a fancy hotel in downtown. Which one? Uh, the W. Oh uh, yeah, and so uh, no shit. Yeah, I met Bumby. That was that- I met Lil John. Uh, man, I miss the W, man. Yeah. It yeah, it's, be, it's cool. It it's used still. to be popping. Yeah, so they I know during the spring and summer they had the wet deck. And no, I'm talking like on the weekend. Oh, on the weekend? So the W, the guy who used to work at the W, um, they used to have like from Thursday, actually no, pretty much all week, from Tuesday all the way to Saturday. Yeah. They'd have DJs in the living room. Yeah. Where the fire, the fire. Yeah, so the, I know they still like will do like some DJs. I don't work evenings ever. They're there. whack now. Yeah, I'm oh, saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know how they are. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm telling you, like yeah. it, it would get. It was the before. This is before the JW Marriott yeah. went up, but this was the only hotel in Austin where you could see DJs and dope oh, DJs. Okay, but also the fanciest spot yeah. in Austin yeah, yeah. to see dope DJs. Where they, I mean, they were banking on drinks, and you're talking age wise, like 
32, 33 plus, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, it's like a cool, yeah. Like, chill and and I, remember, I remember, one, you were not allowed to move the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it. I've moved the furniture and then, like, back, you can't do that. I'm like, the music's dope. Yeah. I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna dance in front of the fireplace, yeah. burn my ass. <laughs> no, just move the shit out. And so it used to be popping, yeah, pretty much all week. And then they had the brunch. Yeah. On Saturdays yeah, and Sundays, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had a DJ there play too. In case you didn't know, I'm a big DJ fan. Uh, but anyway, and then they decided to they would clear out the entire living room, so they take all the furniture and move it to the side, yeah. and you actually had a dance floor. Heard. But the the DJs who played there were not as great. But it's not like the, it's not like people cared. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was just a vibe. To yeah, be like, yo, just there for the vibe. Exactly. Yeah. So the for staff the was dope yeah. and. You know, the drinks were expensive, but it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm at the W Hotel. And and I I think it was the thing that every W Hotel in the country did. Okay. But I think from what I heard, I think it started here. Or, or at least that this was the this was the format. Yeah, it, I mean, it has a, it's a fancy hotel, but it has like a cool, unique vibe that's kind of hip and kind of young. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, and of course, the wet deck, they would have the yeah. Formula One party just yeah, to be in the yeah, ballroom yeah. upstairs. That Formula One party was, uh, I worked. When that was going on in November, when they did the Formula One racing, yeah, uh, I drove a lot of Ferraris. That was fun. You you, you got to go to the race. Or you got to work the well. Event? So the so a lot of the uh, racers uh-huh. uh, were staying there at the W, and so for the people that were actual race car drivers, all they all had like Ferraris and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you got to drive them as a yeah, valid. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, shit. Yeah. 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 So I be driving like crazy whips. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's. But I have so many videos of me in extremely expensive vehicles. I pull up to the comedy club. Yeah, I'm, creep, yo, yo, I'm, yo, I'm, I'm self manifesting, dog. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't valley park cars. I test drive my future vehicles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real, fuck the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> fuck and that. that you are absolutely correct to do. That's dope. Hell yeah! But to, what you came back just for the for comedy? That was the main thing. How was L.A.? Yeah, man. Uh, L.A. was great until the pandemic happened. Oh yeah, then, the whole city shut down. Yeah. When the pandemic happened, I was like, man, this is stupid. This is so dumb. Fuck this. It was weird, bro. It was so weird, like because and they don't really like you didn't hear about this out if you weren't in California at the time. But mm-hmm. um, May May twenty twenty into going into June twenty twenty. That last, like, two weeks of May into the first, like, week and a half of June, uh, that's when the protests were going super heavy. And in L.A. County, I lived in Claremont, California, so I was just east of downtown L.A., but I was still in Los Angeles County. Wait, the Black Lives Matter shit? Yeah. Okay. So all those protests were going on. There was a 6 p.m. curfew in L.A. every day for about two to three weeks straight. Um, shit and so if you've never been to if you are familiar with la county you know that's fucking absurd grocery stores are closing at 4 p.m it would be 601 p.m and then police would be patrolling the streets on intercoms you know get in or you'll be arrested yeah yeah. and and it's not like they would you know give us the curfew warning at like 11 a.m they would wait until about 5 15 p.m mm-hmm. and then they say 6 p.m curfew while all these people were out protesting and then what they were also doing in hollywood was the police were barricading all the exits um where the protests were going on and so then as soon as 6 p.m was coming around they were just arresting people left and right it was it felt insane i was like i'm i'm, not, I'm i don't like this this is it, it felt to me like it was showing the true colors of what 
you know, Southern California is in California is mm-hmm. because they have like this very big, like, Oh, we're very open and whatever, whatever free type thing. And then that happened. And I was living in, I was literally like looking out my apartment window, watching police patrol the streets at six Oh two PM, you know, shit. Because you we're have, not allowed outside. You should have one of those sirens that they have in Ukraine. You heard, you heard the shit? I haven't heard it. No, I no that, they have like when there's a bombing coming up, the yeah. whole city, there's a whole siren that goes Ooh, off. Yeah. That's, it should yeah, be it, like, all right, everybody get your ass home. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. This, the lights it turn was, on. It was crazy dog. And I had never really done anything like that. And so, um, after that happened, I left California. Well, I left LA um, in August of 2020, and I was on the road. I was living uh, with my uh, ex at the. Well, she wasn't my ex at the time. Is your uh, ex now? Yeah, she's my ex. That's now. the one I met at. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are no longer together. Uh, congrats, gang, gang. Congrats. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, actually, yeah. If it, if it was good, you'd still be in it. Yeah, exactly. Put it that way. Divorce um, is a great thing, fellas. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. If you're not supposed to be with somebody, don't be with them. But uh, her and I, we got on the road for like a year and we went to like 17 different states. Uh, we just stayed in Airbnb. We were both getting unemployment. Uh, and so we uh, were staying in Airbnbs, uh, uh, all different beautiful. types of cities. And yeah, it was it was dope. And then we were in Atlanta for a good little minute. And I was doing some acting on some short films and commercials and stuff. And I had already like been doing comedy, but I thought comedy was over because of COVID. Yeah. And I saw that comedy was coming back. And so I started performing excuse me i started performing in again in atlanta and i just you know the comedy bug just really slapped the shit out of me i was like man i miss this so much and i just gotta put all my eggs back into this basket because since it's back since i think it's back and then you never left here yeah well yeah and then i I googled you know where is like you know the best place to do stand-up comedy right now and everything just said austin and I'm familiar with Austin. I'm extremely familiar with Austin. Most of my friends live in Austin. Mm-hmm. And so it just made complete sense to come back out here and jump into comedy. But I came out here because of comedy. Um, because I was like, man, this, I I just got to get back into it and figure out how I can make a living off of it and start making money off of it. And, you know, you're, and, it, and you're, you're weird enough to fit in. Yeah, 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 exactly, 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 exactly. That's really what exactly. it comes down to. Like, yeah, they can't take my ass in California. Austin is just the right level of weird. Yeah, and, and man, I I love this city, man. This is my favorite city in Texas, and I know so many. I have a lot of friends out here, but I know it's like so many creative, and I have so many creative friends that live out here that I enjoy making stuff with, and so I have so many resources to so many different things and so many different avenues in the city. Um, that it makes just complete sense for me to be out here right now. I have a a confession to make. Word. Um. Actually, yeah, I talked about it when, when Max was here. <laughs> it's like there's only two people I know that dance when they when they do a show when they do a set. It was Max and you. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't fuck with Max because Max does ballet and yeah. like yeah. shit. Like I, I'm not. Max I don't, is extreme. Shout out to Max. Max yeah, yeah, I love Max. Max, Max, yeah, Max is a really dope dude. So that's my boy. Uh, and I, and then I saw you. I was like, this motherfucker dancing too. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I told Max, I said, I want to battle Jordan one day. Man, yo, I've been dancing for since forever. You, uh, do you really want that smoke, dog? Because I can really like, I can legit dance, dance. Like, I did that's for seven years, man. Word, yeah, word. Like, I was part of a dance crew and everything. Word, we me went too. On, yeah, we yeah. went on a. What'd you, what'd you do? Just straight hip hop uh, choreography shit. Yeah, yeah, hip hop. Were you teaching? 
Uh, I so I've taught a little bit. I don't really like teaching because I'm, I'm more of a freestyle. Uh, oh, you like clay twins and shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Low key, yeah. Low key, high key. Yeah, I'm more of a free, freestyle dancer, but I have like I can do choreo. I get bored with choreography, honestly. Like I'd rather just kind of let the music take me and see that. Yeah, I trust my. I trust my. I know how to dance. Like I, I, I've been dancing since I could walk. So it's like yeah. So th- this is what I told Max. I was like, I was like, you know, there's um, there's a difference between. First of all, everybody can dance. I yeah. believe that. Yeah. I strongly believe that. True fact. I don't care if you got legs or no legs. Yeah. Paralyzed from the waist down. Don't matter. True facts. Music, music does something to the body and yeah. it's just you. Like, I don't care if you clap, turn around, point to the Lord. I don't give a fuck. You're dancing. Yeah. Right. Some people look better doing it than True. others. That's it. Um, <clears throat> but I think there is a, uh, well, one, to be able to incorporate that in an act is one thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm figuring out how to do it more too because I have I have like different jokes about stuff where it's like it hits so. You much got a Michael Jackson, you, right? You, yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a Michael Jackson one. Every dance has a Michael. Yeah, I'm having I have a Michael Jackson one that, that I'm working on. Uh, but yeah, but it's it's so much commitment. You have to commit to the complete. Yo, you can't half ass. You have to com- if you're gonna moonwalk. Yeah, don't- you have to commit to the entire moonwalk. You have to moonwalk your ass across the entire stage, and so that's a I, I'm stepping into that realm right now actually working on are you it. trying to moonwalk the entire stage <laughs> well yeah, <laughs> Into well, the crowd? yeah well, it's because it's like some stages are like really big and like really good and then some stages are really small so i'm like seeing how i can like take this certain bit that i've been working on for a little minute and see because it, it's better on a bigger stage because i can you know moonwalk across the yeah, entire yeah. Fucking stage but if it's like a little tiny stage i gotta if you do an entire Vulcan gas company stage yeah. from one end to the <laughs> one end to the other, yes, that would be something. Yeah. And the whole time you look ahead and you do yeah. the next thing. <clears throat> Fuck yeah, man! Fuck yeah! And, I, and okay, but, but here here's why I bring this up. It's because I kind of have a bone to pick with black folks, word, because <laughs> they don't dance no more. Yeah. You yeah, man. That? Yeah, yeah. That's true, it, it, bro. It, it really, and it is not new. And, stuff, yeah. and this is not new. This is something that I've I've noticed over the past, I would say, I don't know, ten years or so, yeah. where like we have. I mean, we. I'm African, but we dance. We still dance yeah. in Africa. You yeah, go, African dance. Look, yeah. Africa. Look in Africa, all you gotta do is clap, and it's only yeah. gonna start dancing, <laughs> or you just start like my my, my cousin used to grab like empty bottle and yeah. start like. Hitting his chest with it, yeah, and that's yeah, a beat, and everybody start dancing. Like, bring out the drums, like we'll dance. But there, I don't know why. What it is about African Americans that like they don't. Not everybody, but this you go to clubs and people just post up. Yeah, post up on the side. I can't stuff. stand that shit. See, that's why I don't be going to clubs and stuff because I like to dance, bro. Me too. Yeah, I but be, I go I where dancing. I know the music is dope, yeah. and I don't care who's around. I wasn't. Um, I was in uh, in Atlanta over the holidays, and up at this bar called Josephine, and and uh, my sister's like, "Yo, it's uh, you know, there's no point in showing up like at eleven because yeah. you know, black folks, yeah, you know, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, by one o'clock, the yeah. shit was packed. Yeah, but it's packed with people just standing, standing around. around nodding, nodding the whole time. I'm like, yo, come on, man, you got." Especially when you have, there's such a legacy of great dancers in your culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gregory Hines, you got Simon Davis Jr., Michael yeah. Jackson, Prince, James Brown, and you're like, and that, and it's 2022, which is gonna yeah. look hard and post up, but no, fuck that shit. Yeah, no, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm grooving, man. I'm, that's yeah. why you're the black yeah, side of yeah, you is yeah, coming yeah, out. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, I, 
I gotta move, bro. I gotta, I gotta keep it funky, dog. Cause I don't, I don't know, get it, man. It, it feels natural to me, though, man. Cause like dance, like for me, dancing was the first thing I I did with in terms of entertainment stuff. Because right, I just and I've never taken a dance lesson. Like I, I've taught myself how to dance because yep, it's, same here. it's literally just in me. You know what I'm saying? So I can't, I can't help it, but move around and groove around. Yeah, and and you're half. Yeah, you have yeah, I'm, I'm mixed. Yeah, yeah uh, you're mixed. My son is mixed too, and I'm word. scared. <laughs> yo, I'm scared he gets his mom's jeans when it comes yo, to dancing. Just show him good music. No, you know? no, I am. Yeah, so just, Joe, just I am. I am. Show him dope music. I am shoving so much music See, in that, his head, that, and that's one thing. Like for me, which is because my parents are way older than you know most people's parents that you know I grew up around. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my dad's a Vietnam War vet. Um, he was born in 1950, and my mom was born in like. 56, 57. So my parents, like I was raised on like music from like the 60s and 70s and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I was raised on a bunch of old type music and artists. And that's probably that's why I, I dress the way I dress. And, you know, I have a lot of the views that that I have because I was raised on like just music with a completely different message and vibration than, you know, because the 90s was, is honestly my least favorite era of music. You know what? If I wanted to, well, how old were you back then? Uh, I was born in 93. So okay, so you were too young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was also no. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, I was too young, but I was like, I had a bigger music rolodex because right. I was listening to music from the fifties and sixties and seventies. Right, but you know yeah. that the inspiration, everything from the nineties came from that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, all yeah, the samples yeah. came yeah. from that. Yeah. Right. So I think it's uh, in your formative years, not like your teenage years, yeah. is when music is critical. Like that's your. You know, your first kiss, your yeah, first, yeah, yeah. You know, first time you get laid, first time you get a girlfriend, whatever, like high school prom, whatever, all yeah. that stuff, right? And so if you're the target audience of whatever the genre of music is, you are an outlier because yeah. you were young for to listen to, to listen to 60s music, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you're the target audience to hip hop in the 90s and you listen to the sounds and what they're saying and it, it captivates you, that's what you're into. Yeah, yeah. So... I think if 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 I if I were to go back, if you give me a time machine, and they ask me what decade you want to go back, m- musically, seventies, hands down. Yeah, I would say the sixties. I would say seventies. I would say sixties because yeah. Dude, uh, wait, when did disco end? Disco ended in seventies. Seventies, right? Yeah, disco ended in seventies. So you had disco began and ended in the seventies. Disco. That's was right. That's right. Yeah. So you had. I mean, I would have been all over uh, Soul Train. Yeah. You know, all over all the, well, wait, Woodstock, not Woodstock. Um, See, Woodstock is 60, 60 69. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Damn it. Okay, right so, around the corner. <laughs> psychedelic rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Bro, you had yeah, Jim, I mean, like. You had the Jimi Hendrix and the for, you had The Doors with Jim Morrison. Yep. You had fucking Meatloaf. Uh, I don't think you'd say meatloaf. Yeah, well, my, my see my pops. I like, mean, my, you, you know, had, you had Steppenwolf. You had you had some bad motherfuckers in the sixties. I mean, you had a uh, Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah, Sly. Yep. You know, yeah, Cool Again, Earth, Wind, Fire. You know, this goes on and on. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go all the way back to the Isley Brothers yeah. and the Ohio Players and yeah, all those yeah, cats, yeah, like yeah. those were like fly fly then dudes. The Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Uh, the Gap Band. Yep. Uh, my dad was a big at band fan, big at band fan. You know, I would have loved to see James Brown live. Yeah, that would that would have been, yeah. been a show. That yeah. would have been like, like yeah. how do you hardest working man in show business? Yeah, man. how do you captivate an audience? 
James was a bad dude. James couldn't even read, but he was. <laughs> Yo, I, I love the, the. I love what he did. He did this thing where um, during the performance, Bootsy Collins, Bootsy Collins, yeah, he was yeah. part of his band. Yeah, uh, he would point to his band members. Yeah, every time he pointed, that was like, "All right, you, you're getting the pay cut. You're not getting paid today because you fucked up that note." Yeah, ooh, ooh. That's some yeah. Cool, yeah. He was a perfectionist. Yo, yeah. it didn't fuck around. Like he'd yeah. be in the middle of, middle of a song and just point at you. Because it's also like you have to look at probably his perspective as a black artist back then. Yeah. Because I mean, there was very few and far between. Like Jimi Hendrix is was probably the first like huge, huge black musical artist that was like ginormous. Mm-hmm. Because uh when he like when he played in the States for the first time, uh-huh. like the, the people went fucking nuts because he was he was famous in London already. We're jamming out that's there. right that's right yeah, and then yeah he played in california at uh i forgot which festival it was in california that he played at but people were just like what the fuck and, the, and then later in his career he started uh hanging around more with uh, the black panthers and stuff and that's when the fbi started watching him more because it's like yo this dude has so much influence that you know black people haven't seen yet in entertainment mm-hmm. i mean we had like little richard and stuff but little richard kicked Jimi hendrix out of his band because he said i can only be the I, I can only be the prettiest one. And, you know what I'm saying? Like he's outshining me. Like I can't have that. But but James Brown like was huge, 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 huge. And he probably and he was from Mississippi, so he probably had this thinking of like if anything fucks up in any point, these white people could probably kick me out. Yes, and it, there, there was a switch in his life where you know when he had he had the not the slick hair. I don't really call that thing. What basically what every black band did at the time, quartet, whatever you want to call it, when mm-hmm. they do that little routine and thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then the, I think it was around the, the time. Do, uh, the do, yeah, 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 that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like Temptations. Yeah, like Temptations. Those, those, yeah, those yeah, guys, yeah, right? Yeah. And then there was a switch. I think it was around the time, uh, I think it was Civil Rights Movement when he was like, yeah, fuck that. I'm doing an, I'm getting an afro. Yeah. I'm black and I'm proud. Mm-hmm. You know what and I mean? And you saw them step out like the, the, clean formal suits and started wearing yeah. more funky clothes, more yep. brighter clothes, open more colors and stuff. Because oh. uh George Clinton and the part of the Funkadelic, they used to uh wear suits too. And then Oh, they, I yeah, did not know that. Yeah, they weren't they didn't jump in the music scene wearing crazy headpieces and colorful flowers and frills and stuff. They were wearing suits. Shit, yeah. I can't picture George Clinton in yeah. this suit, man. The Gap Band doing the same thing. They weren't wearing like the leather like Real, now, who like, broke out? Who's the one who broke out, do you think? That was like, this is the thing. But in terms of... In terms of like, yo, we're not doing white people shit no more. Jimi Hendrix. That was it. Jimi Hendrix. Oh, okay. Jimi Hendrix. Because Jimi Hendrix, like, he... I can see the look in you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. That's, <laughs> that's, my, that's, that's one of my biggest inspirations in life is Jimi Hendrix. Because he was playing, like, he was in uh, uh, Little Richard's band or whatever. Uh-huh. He got kicked out, and then he played with the Isley Brothers uh, for a minute. Uh, but when he like became like Jimi Hendrix or whatever, he was already wearing the the British jackets and the the big colorful stuff. Like he went through like the suit face when he was playing in early bands, but uh-huh. when he was in New York and and breaking out and doing his own thing and stuff, he was already you know wearing the the big colorful stuff that because you know uh, people weren't used to seeing. Marvin Gaye had that moment too. Yeah, because when he because Barry Gordy was straight up like I'm making white music with yeah. black folks, and then Marvin Gaye was like, "Hey, uh, uh, uh-uh, I'm done with this shit." Yeah. Stevie Wonder said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, 
I'm done with, I'm yeah, done with this shit. And he, he, he literally, because back then you had to appeal to the quote unquote commercial sound. Yeah, I that mean those were the gatekeepers. Very, white and yeah. very yeah. you know, very you know, family friendly type BS that's like, oh, this is what suburban white America uh needs to hear and this is the only way suburban white America can consume black entertainment is if black folks are dressed a certain way or, or, or speaking a certain way, presenting themselves a certain way, which like is bullshit. Yeah, that's why I don't want to go back that far. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's why I no. said like corner and the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go before the sixties. Yeah, well, that was like more that was really like the early sixties and like the fifties, that's when it was like I feel like super like you didn't really see black artists wearing anything other than in like a black and white suit, like whether they were dancing or, or oh yeah, and that very like you know tight choreograph, yeah. simple shit. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you watch the uh, Rick James the movie? The documentary. Uh, no, the documentary. Uh, I've watched. I watched half of it. I watched the, Yo, a little bit of it. Yeah, Rick I, James is a wild dude. Joe, I had I had no <laughs> idea he he was part of so many bands. Yeah. At once, yeah, and he wrote so many songs too. For and he so worked; many he was an exec at Motown. Yeah. I totally, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it's crazy to think about because he was super wild. So it was like, how was he wearing all these responsible hats, but being Rick James, like he was legit. Like you know, every time you tell an artist, like you try to make him fit a box that he doesn't fit in, yeah, it never works. Yeah, it never freaking works when. Um, when Dre got, uh, when, when Tupac was signed to Death Row, and they were like, let Tupac be Tupac. Like, yeah. you can't contain Tupac. Just like, uh, was it, um, it was off that, that doc, the, um, the great ones, the Dre and Jimmy Ivey oh, one. Uh, the, uh, the something ones, or the ones, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the black and white. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Black and white. yeah. And then yeah. it said, same thing with Marilyn Manson. You can't, yeah. If if you try to take somebody and put them in the box and say, "Yo, if you don't do this formula, you're not gonna, it's not gonna work out yeah. for you in this business," it rarely works. Because that, that's the thing. I feel like with with true artists, man, you're going to follow what you feel. That's the whole because point. Because nobody can tell you how to do you better than you. Exactly. That's the if whole you're point. You're a real artist. You know what I'm saying? And 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 it, and it sucks that there is a like, um. A formula you have to follow, and then to to, to get back into to, to comedy. Yeah. Uh. There was a there's a there's a when it comes to black comedy there is a cadence to it. I noticed. Yeah. There is a like a it's like a third it's energy. Yeah, it's third energy, uh, third funny of course, and third preachy in a way. Yeah. When I say preachy, like I say, like like pastor type, yeah. like pastor type shit. Like you at church, you're like, ah, oh, should take care of your yeah. kids, a lot of white people, yeah. like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and 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 I get it, and it works. Don't get me wrong, yeah. it, it works. And there's tons of comedians who made it doing that. You know, I look at uh, uh, like a, uh, I mean, anybody from the Kings of Comedy, yeah. You know what I mean? Even though there's there's tremendous talent and tremendous levels of um, like high level joke writing, yeah. Like it's everything is is tight. You're like, yeah, but that works with black folks. Yeah, you it's a I certain mean? energy, but it's also that's why I and one of my favorite comedians who I appreciate, who I feel like is a big factor within the pushing 
the narrative forward, especially with black comedians, is Hannibal Burris. Yeah. Because he has such this kind of off-kilter energy that you don't see a lot with black comedians at all. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Did and, you see him at South by? He was uh, here. I saw, I saw other people seeing him. I didn't see him. I was... I didn't have enough time to get out to the creek and, and try to like meet him and stuff because I was like being pushed pulled in every direction. Uh, but I saw that he was here, and I'm gonna meet Hannibal one day, and we're gonna be dogs. Oh, right he's here. he's he's dope. I'm, I'm, he seems like the he seems like so cool. Yo, but he's like, I, I met him. Uh, I'm, I know I'm dropping names here. 2012. Yeah. Uh, Samsung show at South by Southwest. Uh, Trap Call Quest. Yeah. And Prince. Yeah. Right, and I'm at the show, and our Hannibal's at the bar, and I turn around and said, "Hannibal, you want a shot?" And he goes, "No, yeah, 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 give me a goddamn shot." And we took a shot, and then he came back for like Moon Tower and all that yeah. stuff. And every time I run into him, I'd be like, "All right, man, it's time for that shot again." He goes, "Oh, fuck, back, goddamn it, yeah, right, quit drinking." Yeah, <laughs> but good, it, it, it was yeah. This is what I appreciate is that people who are like. Like step out of line, like uh, I mean, Godfrey is another one that doesn't do like yeah. black, like yeah, he Cat got, Williams he, type shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he still Godfrey still has an energy though that's very yes, it has to yes to black because like, that's why I like Hannibal so much because even his energy isn't even like he just stands still. But like a lot of black comics move, move around. around, Kevin Hart move around, yeah, move all around. the time, all but the time. Yeah, if you watch Kevin Hart's first special, I'm a grown little man. My favorite, it's my favorite one. He doesn't take the mic out of the mic stand once. It's my favorite special. My favorite special by Kevin Hart is seriously funny. And who's that? Is that, that was is, the one is, after uh, I'm a grown little man. Is that the um, my, I write out uh, uh, the when the teacher stapled the letter on his chest and said. Uh, I ride, I ride, I ride. Is it that one? No, that was the one. This one after. This was the one before that one. This is the one where uh, he talks about his teacher put the note on his chest and told him to uh, what, take what, it to what, his mom. What was the? There was uh, Kevin Hart. My always, mama told me to tell you to mind your damn motherfucking. Oh business, yeah, okay, bitch. okay, yeah. yes, yes. Oh stupid ass bitch. Oh two plus two, not knowing what the fuck it is, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, long yeah. titty, no nipple, having ass. <laughs> yeah, that's that one. Yo, okay, that's my favorite. Like no. Kevin Hart special. Like I think that. I feel like he was in such a fucking pocket in his career then. Like that special is incredible to me. Like, I, no, to me it's Gumagama Juice. Go, oh yeah, Gumagama, you black midget yeah, yeah. bitch, get the juice. Yeah. This shit had me rolling. Yeah. But that first one, if you you go back and watch, seriously funny. He no, there's not a single time he takes the mic out the mic yeah. stand. All of his other ones, he doesn't do that. But I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean he had a bigger stage, bigger yeah. audience. You know, well, touring so worldwide. Uh, have you read his book? No. So. uh so the first special, um, all those seats were given away. He was just trying to get people to fill the seats. The second special, they actually sold tickets. The first special, they he wasn't big enough. Well, he had a 30-minute one before uh, uh, yeah. I'm a Little Man. Yeah, he did the Jamie Foxx's Laugh of Palooza. The uh, one where... Uh, he gets uh, arrested. Two, at the no, he's like, you take this one and this one. And what oh, does yeah, that yeah, make yeah. it? It's like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, he sold uh, I'm a Grown Little Man to Comedy Central for $50,000. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. But he says that what really set his career off comedy-wise is he did uh, Shaquille O'Neal's All-Star Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. And he at first he was he was going to turn that down. And uh, he was like, you know what? I'll burn 15, 20 minutes from uh, Seriously Funny. So the set that he does on that was actually uh, jokes that were supposed to go on Seriously Funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
he was the last one that was supposed that went up on that show and he like just fucking murdered and i can remember watching that as a teenager and that was one of those comedy like showcase things that got me like wanting to really perform or whatever yeah uh but he says doing that show it just put him into a whole different like atmosphere of people knowing who he was and stuff and he wasn't even going to do it at first he wasn't excited about it and he just ended up murdering and then that's what really allowed seriously funny to be what it was and that's why he was able to actually sell tickets for that and sell it out because he did the Shaquille O'Neal all-star jam and rocked it and he says in an interview he says there's a small part at the end where they slowly like put him in slow motion at the end and he says he doesn't know if this made a difference at all or not, but in his brain, he says that little five seconds of slow motion of him walking out at the end after murdering, like, mm-hmm. was just a thing that was like, oh no, this is he's Kevin Hart's Kevin Hart, and yeah, I remember Kevin Hart on a uh, tough crowd sitting on sitting that. on Patrice O'Neal's lap. Yeah, yo, he <laughs> talks about Patrice O'Neal a lot, like the way he talks. Oh about yeah, Patrice there's no. Is, I mean, that's great. Patrice O'Neal is my goat, yeah. hands down. Word. I have a portrait of him. From uh, Chris Rogers, word. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a grown little man. That to me is still like, oh shit. But but to go to go back. So for for me, like I was never. I won't say never. Like I never never a fan of Cat, Cat Williams. Yeah, I get the appeal. Yeah. I respect. See this the, the, comedy to me is like there's something for everybody. Yeah, right. I'm not going to be dogging all oh, this guy's not funny. Well, it's not yeah. funny to me, but some people go see Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. You know, Jack Foxworthy is about to drop another special yeah. twenty years later. Is probably going to kill. You know what I mean? Yeah, not for it's me. It'll sell out. That, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, he'll he'll be fine. Uh, but it, I'm I've become such a nerd, mm-hmm. a comedy nerd, mm-hmm. that I look for intricacies mm-hmm. in the. And the joke, how it's written, how yeah. it's performed. And I feel like when it comes to comics like Cat Williams, it turns more into the physicality of it than yeah. the actual joke itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it, and it's and it's almost and I know I know how people react. Yeah, because he's not real like because I'm thinking back to like Pimp Chronicles. Yeah, that was just the it, it was great. Oh, it's a great special. Yeah, it's a great it's special. An incredible yeah. special. But it's, it's not really like joke a joke writing joke writing special and stuff. Right. It's the appeal of the madness and energy that Cat Williams was in Yes. You know, because like I I'm a fan of Cat Williams, but he's a hater. He's he he hates on people, which I don't like. Which I, I think is so corny. I mean Well, cause like there was an interview where he was like, Lil Real Howard can't be a movie star. He's too ugly. Kevin Hart, he's not actually funny. Like the hating ass energy like that, like it it turns me off. I, you could be a much better comedian, Cat Williams, if you didn't hate on people so much. You know, like, same thing happened to Aries Spears. Yeah, Aries Spears is a great comedian. He's a fucking hater. Though. Did you did you hear him? He was on Godfrey's uh, uh, podcast. Well, I recently? heard him when he was talked about Key and Peel. Yeah, so he, and that kind of like really turned me off from him. Like, he, uh, I mean, I loved him on Matt TV. First yeah. of all. He was on that uh, All-Star Comedy Jam special uh, with Kevin? With that Kevin Hart was on. Oh, yeah. okay. It was him. It was Ari Spears, D-Ray Davis. Uh, Is it Gary Owen? Tommy Davidson. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I had to put a no. token white guy yeah, in the mix. They were shooting in Atlanta, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Gary Owen loves Atlanta. No, it was, yeah, he uh, does. Yeah, Ari Spears, uh, Tommy Davidson, D-Ray Davis, and Kevin Hart. 
Um, That's a pretty good lineup. Yeah, it was, That's a dope lineup. Tommy Davidson has one of his craziest sets on that fucking lineup. It, that on that show, it, it, his set is fucking incredible. I love Tommy Davidson. Tommy Davidson is one of my favorites. I feel like he's very slept on, uh, but Tommy Davidson, is an incredible stand-up comedian. Yeah, I, I get. This. Yeah, so I'm a Cap City. Yeah, his. So have you seen ago. any of his specials from like the '90s? Like nah, uh, Illin and Philly, maybe and maybe DC. clips here and Bruh. there. But Illin and Philly, insane. And he only has like 30 minute specials. They're they're quick to watch. Uh-huh. They're insane. They're his energy is crazy. His talent and energy is crazy. I'm surprised that he didn't become bigger than he is because like his he's so talented. He's so talented. Wow. Okay. Yeah. There's um. And this is actually my dope shit. But uh, the earthquake legendary. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, I, and I've, I have I have all earthquake shit. Yeah, like I have both of his uh, specials on DVD, and I just watched the legendary like last week. Oh man, yeah. I never. This is <laughs> he's an OG. He, no, he, he really has, is. and he has like that. He has that OG presence. Yes, you know what I'm saying. I, I like when he strolls on the on the stage. Yeah, as he's talking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then I'm like, I, sometimes I wonder like how many tags does he have. Yeah, because he, he like you can tell he'll tell something he'll say something, right? That's funny, and then for the next like two minutes, it's just tag after tag yeah. after tag after tag, and I'm like, and from what I from what I heard was he was on Rogan's podcast recently. He said that he he's one of those cats that he's always been like that on stage, yeah. like he doesn't write, he just goes on and start talking. Yeah. And then he ran a he ran a uh, a club in Atlanta, and so that's always how it, how it was. Like he wasn't like sitting down writing jokes, structuring yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. I'm sure if you talk to him, you know, off stage, he's just like that too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, and I who's calling? I don't know who that is. Um, and I do I do have a a a pet peeve a little bit where people are. One way on stage, and you meet him off stage, and it's totally it's a character they got. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a character they got, and I'm like, so who are you? Yeah. <laughs> who are you actually? Who are you? Who are, you? are you the goofy dude on stage, yeah. or are you the? That's one thing I try. I, I do my best to keep like a balance with is. I mean, because my energy is high. Like, I yeah, have yeah, my I, energy. I can. I, I, yeah, I've I seen cannot. It. As soon as I wake, it's been like that since I was a child. As soon as my eyes open up, I'm just up and I'm just going and I'm just on go mm-hmm. until. I'm not, you know, until I just pass out. And and for me, like, because I, I, I write while I'm on stage. I don't know how I'm able to do it. I don't even know. You know what? The, I, I'll tell you how. I, I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong, yeah. rather. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not telling you how you do your shit, but I'll tell you how. When you get comfortable enough to to be on stage like you are in real life. Yeah. Like you be shooting the shit with your friends, right? Yeah. And then it's just you don't think of them as jokes. That's just you talking. Yeah. Right? yeah so and that's what talking I talking with people. Yeah. Right? No, you're you're completely spot on. That's what yes. I, I work to do on stage. Like I literally like I and I've I've been telling myself this since I've been doing comedy since I started comedy. Everybody that's in the audience, they're just the homies. We're just kicking it. You know? Right. That, that's and, and see, that's just, a level. I'm just talking because when I'm with my homies, I'm usually the louder one talking shit and like going in on people and stuff and just going. Yep. And so I take that energy and do my best to reflect that same energy on stage. So then the audience, they don't even feel like they're the audience anymore. They're just, oh, we're kicking it with Jordan and Jordan's just going on one of his 
you know, rants and just wilding out and shit. And we're just kind of. I can say nigga just like he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. nigga, what's up? What you yeah. got over there, man? Yeah, so it's like. Do the walk again. And that's, <laughs> and that's why, like. And because I, I have, like, I have, like, jokes and stuff that. But I don't sit down and just write stand up comedy. Like, something will come to me and I'll go, <laughs> nigga, that's funny. I'll put it in my phone and I'll say it on stage. And if it works on stage, I'll just kind of. Or even if it doesn't, I'll just kind of play around with it i'll just start talking about this one subject or this one idea mm. or thought that i had and i record all my stuff uh so you know since i do write on stage if something really good and golden comes out of it i can i have it recorded i'll go and listen back to it and be like okay i'll add this permanently into right, this right, right, and, right, then, right. and then with that you know i can add even more and kind of grow with it and then you know it and but since i kind of keep my structure very loose it allows me to like not get thrown off by the audience so then I'm able to talk to the audience and kind of bring them in and talk That's to them. That's what I was about to say. And, so yeah. I, I've noticed I've noticed that about myself is that I am, maybe it's just a black thing, but we're huge on energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we depend on energy. Like if I'm giving you, how many shows you go to, like look, the energy we're, give, we're giving you, we want it back. Yeah. Whatever you're giving us, we're giving it back, right? Yeah. And it, being around people who just like, mm, just, yeah. I'm like, I can't stand that shit. Like, I'm not asking everybody to be charismatic, but I'm asking for a response that will actually inspire me to keep talking to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's also, man, like this is stand-up comedy is entertainment. This is, this is showtime. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is, so it's like my thinking is I'm a one man show. I have to entertain you. I have to. And I imagine that I'm in the fucking Apollo Theater every night. I'm on stage, whether it's an open mic with man, that's some high level shit. Five people, <laughs> or bring the well, can I mean, out because that, that, that's my dream stage is okay. showtime at the Apollo. I so want to pack out the Apollo, see those red seats. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like that's like see the re- the rafters with the gold trim and shit. Like that's where I see myself every night. I'm on stage, and so it's like, all right, I have to entertain the people that are in. You know the 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 balcony, the balcony there. and yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, I have to be big. My energy has to be big. I have to use this entire stage to move around and then to tell my stories and stuff. And to to because like I don't know how to write like a a setup punch joke. Like I'm not like a jokey joke writer. Me, me neither. And I it to me it was it's always bits. So when you yeah. have three minutes, you can't really like breathe. I think. Yeah. So yeah. What I've what I've realized. Uh, I did a I did a mic a few weeks ago, and I had ten minutes to stretch. It was a Domingo's yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Shout, Shout out to, to Domingo. Domingo giving us ten minutes. Yeah, that's real. And I, and I'm like, yeah, there's five people in the audience. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, I've I've always not always, but I would write down shit sometimes in paragraph form, and I felt like it was a one way street. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like a one way thing. I'm like, I'm just either I feel like I'm reciting. I'm like, oh, I can't forget this word, that word, blah blah blah. And then I feel like that takes you out of it too. No, no, it does. It does because you're like, I have a script to follow. Yeah. You know, I have a script to follow. And if I don't hit it like this or hit it like that, but that's not how I am in real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I could be just by engaging with the audience more. I failed in five minutes just talking about Pflugerville. Exactly. You know what I mean? So exactly. And when I'm, when I'm on stage, my, my, my head is on a swivel. I'm a radar. I'm seeing if I can point out, like something that an audience member did or whatever I can, I'm trying to point out little stuff because the audience is giving you, I feel like material right then and there. And, but crowd work is, it's tough. I mean, yeah. there's an art to well, it. So like, I don't know how to do crowd work. I just do crowd work. That's the thing. Like I, 
legit can't. I have no idea how to do crowd work, but I know how to do crowd work. You know. But when when you get to a point like uh, Russell Peters or yeah. Big J Okus and like Sinbad, yeah. Sinbad yeah. is a fucking beast. Oh, Sinbad's a man. It's like ninety percent crowd work. Oof. Like, where, where's your material at? Oof. I mean, goddamn. How do you do it, Sinbad? And so where the there's there's actually a science yeah. to it because it leads into a, a bit you got. Yeah, you're just a part of it, and you don't have no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, thought yeah, this yeah, is yeah. all like, yeah. yeah, I'm talking to you because your wife is white. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, you got a funny tie. That's on. also the fun part about doing comedy. The longer you do it, because you start to figure out those little nicks and knacks and those little tricks that you know you can incorporate the audience in on this joke, and they have no idea that yeah, when you're actually, making about them, that's when they're like, "Oh, like, me, really?" Oh, oh and that's and that's me? when it hits the most, and that's honestly when you get the best clips to put on social media and stuff, is because now the audience is so much more engaged with you now because they now feel like. Oh, I'm not just watching this show. I'm a part of the show now. You know. Yeah, I wish it, if I could turn a show into a podcast where I had everybody. Yeah. On. Yeah, that that's that's really the, that's really the goal. I mean, it's really about getting comfortable, just being yourself on stage. Yeah. To where, because there's freedom in that comfortability, man. There's no, so no, there is, there is, but I think it's 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 a muscle you have, but yeah. for some reason, it's like you're. It's like Dragon Ball Z. You bring down your level to, to two just to hide it. Yeah. Because you're on stage. Like, I don't want to, I want to give it all away because yeah. it's going to, you know, size me up and shit. But then you realize, no, if I just, you know, take out the limiters. Yeah. Then I can actually be, yeah, you know, this is me. Fuck off. Yeah. What's up? Da, yeah. da, da. I like your time. You. Because it's like we, as, I feel like also as artists and comedians, like we put more pressure on us than there actually is. That, yo. I'm, you know? Yes. I agree because nobody in the audience is going to get up on stage and do what you do. Chill out. Yeah. You should take that as like an honorable thing. Like you are a rare person because. You have the balls to do it. Nobody else is going to and do it well and actually make people laugh and actually engage people and entertain them and ha- keep their attention for an allocated amount of time. Just chill out. You like if it. you can be like, I'm, I'm great. No, I'll say it. I'm great yeah. at small settings. Yeah. Like if it, let's say it's just. It's uh, me, you, and maybe two other people. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, we're shooting the shit. We're having a good time. I'm cracking shit. You're laughing, whatever. And then now there's 50 of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, 100 of y'all. I'm like, okay. Um, I get high off that shit, man. No, no, but I, it, it's almost a. It's like an adrenaline, a shot of adrenaline straight to my neck. Like, I'm just. I, I, I get it. I absolutely get it. Throw, what dog. I'm saying is, like, I'm, I'm actually. Like I say, I'm just I'm I'm usually up here, yeah, right. And just because a bunch of people in front of me, now I'm like limiting myself. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I mean I I've gotten over it. Yeah. But I'm saying like at first it was like crippling. You're like, oh yeah. man, I wish Com- I could talk to every single comedy one. Comedy is crippling at first. My first year was crippling. You remember your first time on stage? Oh yeah, bro. All right, so my first time on stage uh, didn't go that bad. Uh, it was in Santa Monica, California. Uh, I had a, a completely okay set. Well, who told you to get up? You just like I, I just, wanted to do it myself. Nobody I, told you, yo, no. Jordan, you got to get up. Nah, I just did it. I just what was, like bro, you, I've, been, I've I've wanted to do comedy since I was like ten. Okay, so ten. But years it took ago. it took me until I was twenty four to finally have the balls to get on stage. But you know, I, I've been wanting to do it pretty much my entire life. Uh, but uh, yeah, my first set I I did okay. I remember there was this woman from San Diego that was. Uh, 
at the comedy club though. And she came up to me and she went, "You need like a lot of work, like, and you're oh, thanks for the you, feedback, and, bitch. And, and you're very, <laughs> very vulgar. But I seriously, seriously think you have something like with comedy, and you should. This is something that you should definitely do. And I never saw her again. So took that advice. Second time I performed comedy was at a, a cannabis themed coffee shop in North Hollywood, California. Mm-hmm. I got so stoned. And bombed worse than I've ever bombed ever, ever bombed so bad I didn't perform for an entire year. Uh, oh, I, that's crippling. Yeah, yeah, it was extremely crippling. And I was like, "Fuck comedy! I'm never doing this shit again. Fuck all this." Didn't perform for an entire year. Uh, fast forward a year later, I was at a comedy show supporting one of my homies in downtown LA. And after the showcase, they had an open mic, and he was like, "Yo, man, you should sign up for the open mic." I was like, "Nah, bro, I'm good." I'm, just came here to support. He was like, come on, dog. Don't be a bitch. And I was like, first of all, nigga, ain't no bitch. Uh, <laughs> I ain't gonna be no bitch. Yeah, that's not what we're doing right now. So <laughs> I signed up. Uh, I did okay. Uh, but there was a comedian that was on the showcase that was touring with Conan at the time. And he came up to me. He was like, yo, man, you're good. You should, you like, you got to figure it out. But this, I think you should, this is something you should do. And that's when I just jumped in. And so that was May 2019 and that's when oh wow yeah and so that's when i fully jumped into like just hitting the open mic circuit in la and performing every night bombing uh getting my feelings hurt you know feeling terrible get back up yeah and then getting (laughs) back up and then it took me about eight months in to finally start to get some types of laughs and like good reactions and then the pandemic happened and I was like, well, there goes my comedy career. <laughs> I'll never have that. And then I started performing again June 2021 and in Atlanta. And then I moved to August, July 1st, 2021. And I've been not hard, man. I've well, been in San Antonio, fucking San Antonio, uh, Dallas, Houston, Denver. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's all I've been. That's pretty and, good. Three years and, in, barely. Yeah. Barely? Yeah. Yeah, three years in, three years in May. Um this this year, July, really August until now has been like the coolest because I've been like this is the first year I've actually like booked showcases and I've been Yeah, that show at at Brass Tap was dope. Thank you, bro. That's yeah, I produced that was my show. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know, yeah, I know it was. I put that <laughs> one together. Uh yeah, so I'm producing now. Uh I've been doing feature sets out of town. I've been opening for touring comedians. I've been doing showcases with the homies and stuff out of town. Uh, got into the Houston Comedy Festival in May. Nice. Uh, waiting to, I'm waiting to hear back on Altercation Fest for Austin in October. Fingers crossed. I found out in April, at the end of April. Did you send a tape to uh, Skank Fest? I, I don't know. They're kind of, I, 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 I just found out about Skank Fest a Yo. few months ago. Like I don't, I'm not familiar with like the whole skank fest like thing. I just saw that. It yo, happened it Houston. is the to me. Yeah, it's the best. Comedy it looked fest. like it yo, was the it, dopest it, thing in the world. It, it, I was there. It was yeah. dope. It was like I had two podcasts about it. It's like, put it this way: skank fest fans or true comedy fans. Word. That's why Word. I like because yeah. Moon Tower when Moon Tower started nine years ago, it was it was a new thing. Yeah. Um. And it was for comedy fans, and it grew into, hey, I just like to laugh, yeah. so I'm going to come to Austin and see some comedians yeah, yeah. that I might not know, right? Uh, Skankfest was, 
produced by comics. Uh, there's no headliners. Word. Everybody's on the same thing. Yeah. So I saw I saw Dean Stanfield. Everybody's on the go, same level. Yeah, stuff, I saw yeah. Dean go after Miss Pat. Word, damn, that's. I talked to him afterwards. Hell I was yeah, like, Dean. "Were you like, like shitting bricks before you yeah. went?" I was like, "Fuck yeah, I was. That was Miss Pat, God man. Damn, dude. No, no, th- that's what I loved that's about right. it, and it's it because it's all enclosed, same within the same building. Yeah. Just jump around different stages, and you just run into comics. And I've and people who were there are like, that's all they talked about was, yeah. you know. They're comedy fans. It's like, oh shit, I miss Doug Stanhope, but I'm gonna catch Bobby Kelly over there because yeah. I love his podcast. And yeah, blah, that's blah, a, blah. I, I'm excited to jump into the comedy festival circuit because, like, I don't know, I feel like that type of energy because I feel like comedy festivals are going to attract true comedy fans. They will. Yeah, I I, I think so. I think they're going to be in there. the 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 key is the key to it is it's the same as South by Southwest. Yeah. South yeah. by Southwest started as a music festival, and then they started adding more shit, and Club more shit, and more shit, and, yeah. and more shit, and more shit, and now everybody wants a piece of it. Yeah. So then, as soon as you throw money at, at the thing, because corporations and blah blah blah, you know, it start getting diluted. Yeah. But if the core remains, it'll be it'll be just fine. Uh, like Moon Tower is, the, is next month. Mm. Moon Tower used to be five days, four or five days, right? Now it's ten days. Oh, yeah. Because Just for Laughs partnered with Moon Tower. Yeah, I saw that. So saw now that. they're doing, they have uh, like one headliner show a night. And I think the, I, I, I hope that's the case. I don't need to check with them. But uh, the last few days is going to be like the old one where you have shows all over downtown. Yeah. And you just hop around and it's headliner shows. But they're starting a week before with like, oh, you know, Trevor Wallace is here. Dan Soder is yeah. state uh, stateside. You know, they just added uh, a... Uh, Dion Cole is Yeah, Dion Cole is on yeah. it. Uh, American Sashir, website. Uh, Sahir, is that how you say your last name? Sashir? Is that here? Yeah, it's out here. Uh, let's see who's on their lineup. Yeah, Sarah Silverman, Dana Carvey, uh, Big J, Dion Cole, Mark Mor- uh, Mark Marin, Mark Norman, Nikki Glazer, Tim Dillon. I mean, these fun. are like heavy yeah. hit- hitters, yeah. right? Uh, Chris Red yeah. uh, from SNL, and so it it's 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 bloated. I don't know how it's gonna how they're gonna execute it. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be there. I I I've been I, I haven't missed a single Moon Tower since. Oh, I missed the very first one. But that's always been like my my Christmas, and then I went to Skank Fest, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, this is this is another level because everybody here is here." For, I didn't see a single and person is a on good the good city. Yeah, for I mean, comedy too, man. Houston's a fun city for comedy. So the next one is in Vegas, October. Damn. Sold out in like three minutes, pre sale. The submission still open? Huh? Submission still open? Uh, so the thirty first of March. Yeah, like yeah, send oh, four minutes. Yeah, okay. I, I send you the the, the information yeah, if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. I I, 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 I still I want to I want to send something, but I'm like, I don't want to do four minutes at an open mic. Yeah. And so, or if I do at an open mic, it's be open mic where there's actually people there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, not a bunch of comics who you know like don't does. give a shit. Oh yeah, I, I stopped going to shitty open mics. Fuck that. I, you know what? <laughs> During stop by, I ran into uh, Nate. Yeah. Uh, Nate Klingon. Yeah, that's my dog. Yeah, Nate. Nate's the shit. Nate's funny. Yeah, I Nate's the shit. I did a show with him. Uh, so he was ago. like, "I'm done with open mics, man." Yeah, <laughs> like, bro. Oh, like that. Yeah, and, and and I said, 
I'm not done with open mic. I'm done with shitty open mics. No, I, I, yeah. the thing, yeah, shitty open mics it, in the there's, sense there's that. There's no point. It's a waste of your own life, and especially now at a point where it's like, I'm booking work. I'm paying bills off of right. jokes and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is like a legit job for me and stuff now. And I'm glad that I, comics actually producing yeah. shows. Yeah. They, they know, okay, yeah, this guy, there's a reason why this guy's on this bill right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, seen, I've seen him grind. I, he's, I think he's funny. Exactly. You don't love him, blah, blah, blah. There's a reason why. Um, and it, I, was, I was like, yeah, straight up, that's, it, it gets, it's annoying. Yeah. And it's like, who's, who's, who's one, comics probably heard the shit. They don't pay attention. Yeah. You know, if your shit works, because these are not, these are comics. Yeah. And so it's like, and I, I, I don't have to, and now I'm at a point I've been in the city long enough in the scene in in Austin long enough where I don't have to prove to the comics that I'm funny. These motherfuckers know I'm funny. Yeah. You know, like it's just about like showing actual humans that I'm funny. and Actual humans? Yeah, actual. <laughs> normies. Yeah, normies and. and Non-funny people. And producers and people like that and stuff. But yeah, the shitty open mics where it's just nothing but six comedians in there and y'all are just. There's no point in doing that stuff anymore. I, I absolutely gotta, get it. Like everybody got 24 hours, man. You got to be productive. Yeah, make some make some moves. Real moves to make. Fuck yeah! yeah. This is where it's at. How long are we talking? Oh, now we're 12. Pretty good. Um, let's see. What's that one? What's your what's your dope shit? My dope shit. Yeah. Oh, yo, Shelly Nicks and the Love Space Connection. Great band. They're local. Yeah, local band. They're my house band. Uh, that you have a house band? Yes, I do. I have a house band that. Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. I wish I, yeah. I, wish I had a, it to like, a different level. Horn. I'm not playing with you, niggas. I'm not playing with you, little niggas, bro. I'm not playing with you, got a house band. Yeah, I got a All house band. All right, Arsenio. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so, with the shows that I produce, uh, I have a house band that plays the Shelly Nicks and the Love Space Connection. Um, they're not playing at my March 25th show uh, because uh, they're on a different gig with it. Uh, scheduling with everybody was a little uh, not good. Uh, but I do have another. Uh, artists coming through, but my house band, Shelly Nixon, the Love Space Connection, local to Austin. They're the funk band. Uh, so it's like soul. Shit. So it's like hip hop, funk, uh, a little bit like a rock inspiration, uh, some indie alternative stuff. Uh, they're dope. Uh, the I've known the lead for like eleven years now. Is he on? Is he on Spotify? No. Yeah, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, just look up Shelly Nix on Spotify. We'll have the link. In yeah, the, yeah. In the notes. Um, yeah, wow. On okay. Spotify, but yeah, they they has got a band. Yeah, they play at they played at the end of my shows that I've been producing, and they rock the fuck out. And it hell just, yeah, it turns. I feel like it it brings a really nice touch to my comedy shows uh, because I I only do about an hour and twenty four minutes worth of comedy. Mm-hmm. I keep it under ninety minutes. And then I let the band come and play for about 20, 25 minutes. And it just feels like a party, man. And Yo, I got to say. The formula like, works. That's, you know, now that I'm older. <laughs> so I say that like I'm fucking old. <laughs> I just done 40, but fuck. Uh, I have a bigger appreciation for, like, hip hop. Like, how can I put this? Like, band type hip hop. Oh, yeah. Like the roots was the thing, yeah, for a long time, and more and more I'm seeing. Like I listen to We Funk all the time, and I, I've been, you know, catching up with all these artists. And I'm like, man, these guys are like rapping over a band, yeah, and it sounds it's so, so dope. dope. And that's what Shelly Nix is doing, man. And he, he's if he wasn't my friend, I'd still be just a legit fan of his music. Yeah, he just makes dope music, and he just started working with this band. 
in like October, November, and he was showing me some of their like brand practice. And I'm uh-huh. like, y'all are cold, bro. I wanna, I wanna put y'all on some stuff. And so, yeah, just they've been, they're my they're my dudes now. That's that's my that's my house band now. So now with every show that I produce, pretty much every show I produce, they're gonna be jamming out at the end and like because i don't want somebody to come and plug in a usb and start rapping and stuff like i want live instruments i'm gonna hum on yeah i want real i want real artistry and stuff and i feel like people love to laugh and people love music and i feel like the mix of comedy with the band playing at the end has really brought a unique feel to my shows that aren't really found in other shows in the city I like uh, how you dope shit is about you anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 still. You know, I told you the rules. Uh, I know, I know, I know. But, I told you the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but no, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to, we'll the, get to that. The, the dope shit is Shelly Nix and the Love Space Connection. They're an awesome band. Check out their music. Uh, they have a new album out that is called The Love Space Connection. It's on Spotify, um, Apple Music, anywhere you can find music, you can find them. You know, I I say this, I've said this, and I'll say it again and again. Austin is a music city yes always was always yeah. will be however comedy is taking over the new shit. rock stars baby we the new comedy rock stars, baby. is taking over and if music doesn't latch on to comedy somehow yeah. i'm sorry but it's gonna i don't i don't want to say die i don't want to be like like a fatalist or anything but it's gonna suffer a lot no, it, because it is. It is. i look at what kill tony does with their band shout out to michael gonzalez and all those cats mm-hmm. And I, hour. I see another hour. Yeah, another hour. Those, those are you know, some great dudes. And, and I'm like, dudes, man, man you, you gotta, and I get it because if you're a bar, would you rather have just a microphone and a PA system yeah. or a whole band or even a DJ now? Yeah. So I get it's easy to put on, but man, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, Uh, talk to comedians, show up, go to Creek, go to... Comedians talk to musicians. Yes, that too. Collaborate. Collaborate. Make, put, put on a full-on show yeah. because yes. now you get to see, yo, Austin is comedy and music mm-hmm. and put a little bit of art on the side and there you have it. That's Boom. really where we at. So You got the Holy Trinity. Right seriously. There. So I, I, I strongly support this. I mean, not that you need my stamp or nothing because you're already fucking doing it. <laughs> fucking got a band. Uh, but I'm just saying, if you're out there, if you're a musician, talk to a comic. If you're a comic and you want to produce some shit, talk to a band, yeah. a good band. Good band. A good band. Don't fuck around with them. <laughs> There's no, some bands no out here. Like, There's yeah. no business being in the band or anything. But that's my point. So collaborate. Make some dope shit. There's plenty of room. There's plenty of money to be made. There's yeah. plenty of people moving here. So take the opportunity. Do what you got to do, but let's make this shit cracking. All right. What's my dope shit? Oh, I said the earthquake. Yo, yeah. yeah. Watch Legendary on Netflix, the earthquake special. That's a great one. Produced and by I, I, Honestly, I when I watch a special at home, especially by myself, like I rarely laugh because I pay attention yeah. so much. But this one, I laughed like an idiot in yeah, my living yeah, yeah. room. And I was like... Fuck, Doesn't that feel good though when you watch a special by yourself and you're still just laughing like dummy? It, it's hard. No, not yeah. that it's hard, but it, it's it's rare. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. as a comedian, because like, yeah, I'm a fan of the guy, yeah. but if, I'm, I'm sure if I was there, and, yeah, I'm yeah. sure if I was there live, it, it'd be totally different. Yeah. There's something about being in the in an Immersed, audience with yeah. a bunch of people. Somebody laugh, you're gonna laugh. It's contagious, right? But watching by yourself at home is like it's a way more like subdued just yeah. quiet ex- experience like oh you're laughing in your head yeah, but i was yeah. laughing on my couch like a fucking lunatic so yeah the that's, legendary that's uh he's coming to austin actually 
Word. Earthquake is coming to Austin, I think, in May or June, the Cap City. Word. So okay. I don't know if the tickets are live yet, but man, go get go see that man live. Go see that man live and watch a special on Netflix. All right. Uh let's see. Any announcements? Well, where can people find you? Uh yeah, so you can find me. My main uh social media source is Instagram at Jordan the Unicorn, J-O-R-D-A-N-T-H-E-U-N-I-X-O-R-N. Um, I post all my uh, clips and show updates and all of that jazz there. And if you follow me on there and you're super interested in me, I have an email list that I send out once a week, uh, a weekly newsletter to keep people updated with where they can find me throughout the week and what shows I'm doing and different content drops and things of the such. So if you follow me on Instagram, DM me your email and I will add you to my email list and you can stay up to date with everything Jordan McDonald, the wonderful unicorn. Nobody watching. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. I just fucking with you, man. <laughs> I just fucking with you. All right, as always, make sure you follow the feedback BAK everywhere on social media. Hip Hop Bingo is Sunday, April 10th at Native. Uh, tickets will go live sometime. What's the day today? Tuesday? Uh, probably about Monday at the latest, but just follow. You'll get an announcement. Also posted on the feedback anyway. When uh, would this episode be coming out? Uh, next Monday or next, next Tuesday. Monday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, April 2nd, April 9th and April 16th. I'm producing shows out of the brass tap in the domain. Uh, April 2nd, the wonderful unicorn extravaganza is back. April 9th, Jordan McDonald and his gang of unicorns, new show, uh, shotgun style, very rock star energy uh, show that I'm doing. And April 16th, I'm still working on what type of show that is, but we already got <laughs> Just it. show up. Just show up. What, 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 what do you need details dope. for? You're going to be do, laughing. Do you like You're going to be grooving. It's going to be rad. Do you uh, like to laugh? Yes show. or no? Yes. Yeah. Just show up and shut up. Yeah. April 2nd, April 9th, and April 16th. And then after April 16th, I'm taking a little vacation for myself and producing shows uh, because it's a lot of work on my mental Ooh, capacity. I want to say this. Uh, in case you didn't know, so the Romo room is gone. Damn, I forgot to call Rob. Yeah, shit. I'll have it next time. Um, Shout out to Rob. Like Rob that. Morris, yeah. Um, and so the, whatever it's called now, Brass the North Tap, Star. The North Star whatever, Comedy Club. Yeah, so that Brass Tap is going away too, so. Unfortunately. Yes. You know, shout out to Pat and Zach for putting on shows Super there. shout out to Pat and yeah, Zach Pat Bernard. because without them we wouldn't be able to do the shows out of the Brass Tap that we've been doing since March began and those so, two are seriously, seriously, seriously the greatest. I love y'all. For real. So go support, go to Brass Tap before they shut down permanently. Well, I don't know what's going to happen next but at least by the end of April I think is when it's yeah. done. April 22nd will be the official last day okay. as of now. So go to Brass Tap, say what's up to Lewis, check out some comedy, check yes. out some comedy anywhere in the city that's playing to go around. Yes. Uh, follow Austin Texas Comedy if you want to know all every, everything that's yes. happening. Shout out to follow them. Jordan. Follow the feedback. Follow everybody, all the funny people. Jordan, thank you so much for Yo, coming. Back. Thank you, my guy. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, bro. We'll talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao. Peace.